Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, friends? Happy Monday. Welcome into another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Really appreciate you joining me today. I know it's a Monday, which is never great, but guess what is great? Talking about the one, the only, the incredible Christian Watson, who I can't wait to take a deep dive into today because this is a player that, if all goes according to plan, is not just a major player for Green Bay in 2023, but obviously well beyond that as well. Before we get into him, we need to discuss, obviously, something that is very clear and obvious at this point. I'm not breaking any news, but Green Bay is going through a little bit of a transition. Gone is the back-to-back NFC Championship game, Green Bay Packers, which were led by Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, to maybe a little bit of a lesser extent to Darius Smith in there as well. Clearly some players who are reaching the end of their Packer careers and guys like Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and maybe a couple players who maybe just won't be the same caliber player that they were during that time period. I think Bakhtiari is probably a piece of that. Maybe even a Kenny Clark. I think he still is young enough where he has a lot of great snaps ahead of him, but he probably is never going to get to that true superstar level. And it's great that Green Bay, as they've gone through this transition, has been able to get a ton of young talent, a ton of amazing players, at least players that I should say maybe amazing prospects rather than amazing players. But it was great at the time that they were able to get a first and a second round pick for Devontae Adams, a second round pick, likely a first rounder next year for Aaron Rodgers, plus some other stuff added in as well. And they have all of this youth and potential and excitement that is surrounding this roster right now. But let's not forget that this is unequivocally a superstar league. You have to have a handful of superstars that can elevate your team to an entirely different level if you want to have the opportunity to win Super Bowls. And I go back to just last year, which is such an amazing example of this. And actually, even if you want to go the year before that with the Rams as well, but let's take a look at the Chiefs, right? Actually, I want to look at the Eagles first because the Eagles are just chock full of talent. I mean, and they have some superstars as well, right? But they have talent everywhere. They have incredible players. They have almost zero holes on their roster. And guess what? 
They ran into the Kansas City Chiefs, who just happened to have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones, three of the best players in the NFL, and that was enough to elevate the Chiefs to a Super Bowl. And obviously, they had other good players as well, but those three in particular elevated the Chiefs to a Super Bowl a season ago. The year before that, the the Rams, what did they do? They leaned completely on their superstar players. Now, Matthew Stafford, maybe not quite in that superstar category, but played phenomenal that year. But more importantly, your Aaron Donalds, your Cooper Cups, your Jalen Ramseys, those were the three that elevated that Rams team to the next level and really allowed them to be a legitimate, not only Super Bowl contender, but Super Bowl winner. You have to have a batch of superstars, at least, probably at least three with some really, really strong supporting cast surrounding them if you want to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender and more importantly, a Super Bowl winner. This is a superstar league. Right now, Jair Alexander is one that I think you would at least entertain in the conversation of superstar, if not just put him in that situation. I would argue that, well, two years ago, he was injured clearly. Last year, I would say he did not come close to playing at a superstar level. He played really good, especially towards the end of last year. Still a fantastic corner. There's no question about that. But would I say he played like a superstar in 2022? I would not. But I think he can very well and easily be one of those superstars on your team, especially if he can get back to playing the way he was prior to the injury. Is Rashawn Gary a superstar? I would not put him in that category, and especially now coming off a torn ACL. I think he was trending maybe towards that a little bit towards the beginning of last season up until the point that he got hurt, but we have not seen him put a superstar season together as of yet. Is David Bogtiari a superstar? Probably not at this point in his career and certainly after the leg injuries. If he goes back to playing exactly like he was pre-injury and can get to that level this year, then yeah, you can make an argument there. But I don't know that I would necessarily have that expectation out of David Bakhtiari. Fantastic left tackle, fantastic offensive lineman. There's no question about that whatsoever. Not sure I would put him in the superstar category at this phase. I certainly would not put Kenny Clark or Aaron Jones or Elton Jenkins in that superstar category either. Now you need guys like Alexander and Gary and Bakhtiari and Clark and Jones and Jenkins and those type of players if you want to win and be successful in this league. But Alexander's probably the only one right now that I would argue is in that true legitimate superstar conversation at least. And even he last year did not play like that superstar. So it's great that Green Bay has all of these young players and all these first round picks that they accumulated and second round picks and trading up for playing and all these things that they have. And they have got this great batch of youth and excitement that is surrounding this team as a whole. But It's great to have picks. It's great to have prospects. It's great to have talent. Now, can you cultivate that? And can you mold some of these players into legitimate superstars? And why I want to talk about Christian Watson today is because I really legitimately believe is that he is that first in this next line. If we just sort of go back to last year, post Devontae Adams, from Devontae Adams being traded away until now, which also included Aaron Rodgers being traded away and a variety of other moves and really moving on from some veterans on this team. If you just go post Devontae Adams up until now, to me, Christian Watson is clearly, clearly the next player on that list that feels like he can be a legitimate superstar and he can probably become a superstar sooner rather than later. I want to go back to Christian Watson in college just for a moment because I think it's really incredible to note here that in college, Christian Watson had 760 snaps in his entire college career that there there was a pass play run on the play. That's per PFF. 760 passing snaps in his entire 
college career. And you know what he did with those 760 snaps? He had 105 catches, 2,140 yards, and 14 touchdowns. In very minimal opportunity, he made the most of it, and he was arguably a superstar at North Dakota State, and deservedly so. He did everything he could to elevate that team, to elevate himself, and to make himself into a star at a school that was run first, that you know is certainly on the radar for all the success that they had, but we're not talking about an Alabama or a Michigan or an Ohio State or any of those big level programs here. It's a really great school, but he obviously had still a lot to prove coming off what he did and sort of some of the limited time he had as a pass catcher at North Dakota State at a little bit of a lower level of competition. And then I want to fast forward to last year in 2023. Do you have any idea how many snaps he played last year? He played 507 snaps for the Packers, which is great. But do you know how many of those were pass plays? How many of those were passing snaps? 195. He played 195 passing snaps in 2022. That is incredibly low. And that was out of a possible 645 passing snaps that the Packers had a season ago. So the Packers dropped back to pass 645 times. All right, that's with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Now, some of those were sacks. Some of those were, you know, ended up in scrambles. They didn't all end up in throws down the field. Obviously, otherwise Rodgers and Love would have combined for 645 pass attempts, which they did not. But there were 645 passing plays a season ago. And Christian Watson only played in 195 of those 645 plays. And you know what he did with those? He had 41 catches for 611 yards. 14.9 yards per reception and seven touchdowns as a rookie. And oh yeah, he added in seven rushes for 80 yards and two touchdowns on the ground as well. So this was a player that in very limited snaps, even a season ago, obviously fought through some injuries and things like that, but in limited snaps, made the most of it as a rookie, showed his potential and showed what he's capable of, even though he is far from a well-rounded wide receiver at this point. Now, for comparison's sake, all right? The top three wide receivers a season ago, just statistically, I'm not saying these are the best three, but these are probably the best three. You can certainly put Devonte Adams in this conversation as well, obviously, but Justin Jefferson, 128 catches, 1,809 yards and eight touchdowns. That was Jefferson, wide receiver one a season ago, 128, 1,809 and eight. Tyreek Hill, 119 catches, 1,710 yards and seven touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 108 catches, 1,429 yards and 11 touchdowns. The three of the absolute best wide receivers in the league a season ago, and arguably the three best, Jefferson, Hill, and Diggs. Going back to Watson for just a second, if you take Watson's snaps that he had, 195 snaps as a, or like that were called passing plays, right? He had 0.21 catches per pass play, 3.13 yards per pass play, and 0.036 touchdowns per pass play. All right. So let's just take those averages for a second and apply them to Tyreek Hill, who had 568 snaps, uh, passing play snaps a season ago per PFF. So 568 pass snaps for Tyreek Hill. If Christian Watson had those and maintained his numbers that he had within his 195 snaps, Christian Watson would have had 119 catches for 1,777 yards and 20 touchdowns. All right. So compared to Tyreek Hill, 
119, 17, 10, and 7. Almost identical catches in yards. 119, 119, 17, 77 to 17, 10. And then the 20 touchdowns is what he would have been on pace for to Tyreek Hill's 7. How about we take Stephon Diggs' 607 pass play snaps a season ago and use Christian Watson's averages. 127 catches, 1,899 yards, and 22 touchdowns, which would have been 19 more catches than Stephon Diggs, uh, what, almost 200 more yards and double the touchdowns that Stephon Diggs had a season ago. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Justin Jefferson, how about his 736 passing plays that he was on the field for a season ago? 736. What if Christian Watson had those 736 snaps instead of 195 with the averages that he had from a season ago? Oh, he would have had 155 catches, 2,303 yards, and 26 touchdowns. So he would have had, what, 27 more catches than Justin Jefferson, 500 more yards, and 18 more touchdowns. Now, Let's be honest and let's be real. I'm not expecting Christian Watson with an increased snap count to just all of a sudden go out and be wide receiver one and be doubling some of, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs and, and Justin Jefferson's, you know, numbers and touchdowns and things like that. I don't think that's clearly going to be the case. It was very much a small sample size for Christian Watson, but it just goes to show you that both in college and last year, in a very minimal pass play count 
for Christian Watson. He continued to make the most of it and show that he can be a star when he gets the ball in his hands and when he gets the opportunity to make plays. Now, not only was it a small sample size, but many will point to the fact that, hey, guess what he also won't have in 2023? Aaron Rodgers, which can also lead to some of those statistics in 2022. And it's it's very clear that teams are also going to have to prepare for Christian Watson in 2023. Something that they really probably didn't do much of, at least in those first, you know, up until what? He probably had the, the two big breakout games against, what was it, the Cowboys and the Titans, I think it was. Like after that point, you could start seeing teams pay a little bit closer attention to Christian Watson, but he is the clear, unquestioned wide receiver one in Green Bay now, and he is going to get a lot different treatment in 2023. So yes, small sample size, no Aaron Rodgers, and completely different treatment from opposing defenses. Those are things that Christian Watson's going to have to overcome regardless of how many snaps he's able to stay on the field. But also, let's just be clear here that those numbers averaged out didn't even include his rushing numbers and his rushing touchdowns that he had. He was a rookie a season ago. So we were comparing him to Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill, the three arguably best wide receivers in the league who are well in the prime of their careers. And Christian Watson as a rookie with his averages were above the averages for, you know, per pass play of what the three best wide receivers in the league did. He also missed a ton of time in training camp and in the preseason. So he didn't even hit the ground running as a rookie. Like he was still behind the eight ball of even just understanding the offense and what was going on and getting reps with Aaron Rodgers and trying to find, you know, some sort of chemistry with his QB1. He had extremely limited college experience. We talked about that at the onset, played at a lower level of competition. And imagine those numbers and those averages if Christian Watson would have caught the first play of the season for a 75-yard touchdown. Those numbers, those averages are even going up through the roof at that point if he has another 75 yards and a touchdown on his record. So he had more opportunity out on the field had he even made that play, not to mention some of the other plays that he could have made as well. And it's also worth noting that he didn't even have his breakout until week 10 against the Dallas Cowboys last year. So he just started, just started to hit his stride a season ago, a little bit past the midway point, you know? So we are not even seeing a full season out of Christian Watson yet. And that is why I'm saying, if you take, yes, small sample size, yes, it was with Aaron Rodgers, but if you take that small sample size and extrapolate it out to a receiver who gets six to 700 pass plays in a given season, you can just start to begin to imagine exactly what Christian Watson might be capable of doing, especially now that he is the unquestioned wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers. And I said last year, and I said this prior, I said this prior to him being drafted, and you can actually go check out my full scouting report on Christian Watson last year. He was the one player that I did not do a post-draft scouting report on. The reason being is because I did a huge breakdown of him prior to the draft. So you can go check Christian Watson's scouting report, Pack-A-Day podcast. I did that prior to the draft last year. So that is unfiltered and you will see all of my thoughts with no rose-colored glasses, no rose-tinted glasses. Wasn't like I was just doing it as a Packer fan. I was doing it prior to him being drafted by the Packers. And I said, at that time, I thought if everyone hit their ceiling in that draft at wide receiver, that Christian Watson would be the best wide receiver in that draft. And that's saying something because that draft included Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, 
George Pickens, amongst others. And all of those players, except George Pickens, were selected ahead of where Christian Watson was. So this was a very wide receiver, top-heavy draft in 2022. Speaking of that scouting report, I want to run through some of those things really quick for you because I think all of these things were apropos and I think they sort of carried over to what we saw in Christian Watson's rookie season with the Packers. His positives, clearly his athletic traits, his speed, he had miles of separation on his, like it was incredible. And yes, North Dakota State going against some lower level teams, I get it, but I had never seen a wide receiver in, in my entire time scouting wide receivers that consistently got as open as he got with just incredible separation on plays. And everything that he did in college was fast in the best ways imaginable. His end arounds were fast. His, fast were ki- his kick returns were fast. He attacked wide receivers with pace and with speed. Like he was fast and then he had a gear that was faster. Like everything he did, he attacked with pace. He was also incredibly competitive. He was incredibly tough. He worked over the middle. He was a great blocker. He even was used a little bit as a running back. And we saw a lot of those things. We didn't really see him used as a running back, but we certainly saw him used as a runner by getting some end arounds and some handoffs and some passes behind the line of scrimmage that basically used him almost in a running back sort of role. But he was great as a blocker a season ago. He had zero fear working over the middle. That carried over into the NFL. Watch some of the contested catches that he made from his his, uh, snaps a season ago. He made some incredibly tough. He had... absorbed a hit from Chauncey Gardner-Johnson against the Eagles. There was, I think it was the Titans, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a play where he just gets absolutely walloped at at the point of attack by a safety and somehow hangs on to the ball. Like, he had those contested catches. He just has a level of toughness to him. The blocking I mentioned was above average. He attacked corners with pace and ran at them. We saw that again, go back to the Cowboy game and see how he attacked corners with pace in that game. He was a legit gadget player in college. Reverses, returns, handoffs, crossers, screens. We saw all of those things in play too. So even though he can be and become a well-rounded wide receiver on the outside, and we saw some of those plays start to develop as the season went along, and that's when he started to really break out, we also saw that Green Bay was not hesitant to use him in those gadget roles, and he took off and really made amazing plays when given those opportunities. He showed late hands in college. He showed kick return ability. He did get a couple, at least one, but I think a couple kick returns a season ago. Didn't really do much with it, but I think if Green Bay wanted to go on that route, they could. Thankfully, they have a Keyshawn Nixon, and with him being wide receiver one, I don't think you want to go back to that route, but if they did, he had that ability in college. He tracked the ball incredibly well down the field. He has an incredible catch radius. And I mentioned at the time that I thought he would be a dream in Matt LaFleur's offense. Yeah, guess what? He was. It was awesome. It was so fun to watch. Now, the negatives were some things that carried over as well. The production did not necessarily carry over, like just the fact that he didn't play and didn't get a ton of those snaps, but he still showed that the production that he put on on uh, the, the stats you know, sheet, the box score carried over, even though he didn't get many snaps as a, you know, in the, the passing plays a season ago, he still showed that he could put up huge numbers, at least big numbers, all things considered with how many snaps he played. The level of play was a concern. I don't think that carried over. He immediately showed as a rookie that he can beat some of the best players in the NFL. But some of the things that did carry over, drops. He had 12 drops in his final two seasons. Well, we saw that in the very first play against the Vikings, and that was not his only drop on the season. Uh, Broken tackles was something that you didn't see a ton of, uh, either in college or last year for Green Bay. Now, you see his play strength. So I think that's something that's going to come. We saw a little bit of it a season ago, but I think that's something he can still develop. 
He was going to have to expand his route tree and become a more detailed route runner. His footwork was a little bit choppy and excessive at times. I was actually impressed last year going back and watching his tape that he's already started to clean some of that up. And outside of kick returning in college, he had not played any special teams. Guess what? That doesn't matter at all anymore because when you're wide receiver one, you don't need to play special teams. I don't think anyone was complaining that Devontae Adams didn't play special teams. He was wide receiver one. That was his job. In fact, you didn't want to see him on special teams because he was wide receiver one. So that becomes much less of an issue now. He also did have multiple surgeries uh, to repair torn cartilage in his knee, had some hamstring injuries, and we saw some of that carry over as well. Not necessarily carry over, but we saw some injuries issues with Christian Watson a season ago, which caused him to miss some time. So that was another issue in college that did carry over a little bit to the NFL. But th- that was my scouting report from last season. And a lot of the stuff that showed up in college, the, all the great stuff, carried over to the NFL. Some of the bad stuff did, some of the drops still needs to improve as a route runner and those sort of things, but a lot of it didn't. And the the questions about, well, would he be able to be a, you know, a high level player coming from North Dakota State? Would his lack of you know just passing plays in college affect him as he transitioned to the NFL? Like, the answer was no. He answered a lot of questions a season ago in his rookie year, despite not breaking out until week 10. And I'll say it one more time. Christian Watson has not begun to sniff becoming a complete overall well-rounded wide receiver. And he was already tearing up the NFL come week 10 a season ago. Now, there are some things that he needs to do this season to take that next step. A, he needs to stay healthy. B, he needs to develop a rapport with Jordan Love and those guys have to develop a connection. He does need to take sort of that proverbial second year jump in some capacity. There's a level that he needs to get to that he needs to continue to work at and strive for. He needs to continue to hone his craft at wide receiver. Just all the releases at the line of scrimmage that Devontae kept working on over his time, his, you know, route running and expanding his route tree, you know, his ability to line up at multiple positions, which we saw a season ago, you know, in the slot, right side, left side didn't matter, but just the more that he can do, the better. He just needs to continue to round himself out, obviously continue to improve his hands, but those are the things. But if he does that, literally the cliche sky's the limit is a million percent true. And this is a 6'4", 208-pound, unbelievable athlete at the wide receiver position. And as a rookie, we saw exactly what he is capable of. And now he's the unquestioned wide receiver one in Green Bay, and he has every right and every opportunity to be a legitimate superstar in this league. And that should be not only the hope, but the expectation for a player of Christian Watson's caliber. Green Bay is going to need their next batch of superstars, and there is zero reason why Christian Watson cannot be the first of that next batch of superstars. And they're going to need more, and we'll see if Jordan Love can get in that conversation, the Quay Walkers, the Devontae Wyatts, the Luke Musgraves, the you know Lucas Van Nesses. There's a lot of young talent, and there's obviously more than I just mentioned, Tucker Craft, Jaden Reed, etc. The, the list goes on and on. But The first clear and obvious one that I think has the ability to be a superstar right now is Christian Watson. And the last thing I'll say here is that the best of the best of the best of the best make things look easy out on the field. Go out, just search on YouTube, Christian Watson highlights, and go watch, especially the Cowboys stuff, but there's a lot of stuff out there. Go watch when he started to gain his confidence, how easy he made a lot of that look just out jumping, you know, corners in the end zone, just running away from ridiculously fast and good NFL defensive backs. He made things look extremely easy. And that is the sign of a true superstar. And if he's doing that as a rookie, 
with under 200 passing snaps to his name in the NFL, look the heck out. Because if he gets that six to 700 snaps and he continues to develop his craft and he takes any sort of year two jump, good luck NFL cornerbacks. That is not the guy that you are going to want to see across from you. We played out exactly what that could look like. Now, I'm not expecting him to be wide receiver one over Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill, but in a few years, there's no there's no reason why Christian Watson cannot be one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. That is the type of talent that he possesses. I'm not I don't want to overshoot expectations on anyone. I get that that is a lofty goal to put on anyone's shoulders. And I think we would all say if like, hey, if he's a top 10 wide receiver, like sign me the heck up right now. But that is the type of talent that Christian Watson is. And I am so excited to see what he is capable of in his second season. Still a ways to go, job not done, but Green Bay has to find that next wave of superstars and Christian Watson needs to be the one to lead the way. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.